Welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology for September 4th through the 10th. And this week we're in the waning phase of the lunar cycle. So things are starting to unwind and slow down a little bit. Um, we're also this week working with themes around the sun and Mercury very uh, in a very focused way. And so this is really working with our uh, conscious awareness, our ability to think analytically, and our ability to open our mind really to new possibilities. That's a lot of what's going on this week. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer. And I'm excited to have you here and to talk about the astrology of this week with you. So um, midway through the week, sort of like the, the arc of the week that is a good orienting point for us is we'll have the third quarter moon in Gemini. And so this is happening on Wednesday, September 6th. And the third quarter moon is where it looks when we look out in the sky, especially on Wednesday, it's going to look like half of the moon is dark or invisible. And then the other half is illuminated. And so this is the halfway point, literally, between the, um, the full moon that we had last week and the new moon that we'll have next week. So it's this midpoint between culmination, full moon, and uh, initiating a new beginning, new moon. And whenever there's a third quarter moon, it can kind of feel like a bit of um, maybe things coming to a head or things coming to a sense of like, okay, now I feel a sense of completion with this and I'm ready to um, digest this or transmute this or uh, I feel I feel a sense of completion with a particular thing. I uh, can simply feel like um can be a more internal process as well. Uh, the third quarter moon in Gemini in particular, it, it's very interesting this week. We have a lot of themes around uh, the mind and communication. And a part of that is the the third quarter moon in Gemini. Uh, moon in Gemini, is about uh, speaking, communication, sharing ideas, uh, feeling heard, being able to uh, process through talking things out or through writing things out or through engaging in some sort of processing via word or speech or the analytical mind or through even um can even be through symbolism in some way but there's like something that needs to be spoken when we're talking about moon and gemini and especially third quarter moon and gemini so it may feel therapeutic this week to um if there's something that you want to process or to feel complete or closure around to have a conversation or to write that out uh, in some way, to put words to what it is that, that you're processing this week. And another, another part of this week that's also happening exact on Wednesday, but that we're feeling over the arc of the whole week is that 
the sun and Mercury will conjunct. So that means that the sun and Mercury will be together at the same place in the zodiac. In this case, this is happening in the sign of Virgo. And it's happening when Mercury is retrograde. Uh, so this interesting also marks the halfway point in the Mercury retrograde process. So it's very interesting. We have third quarter moon, which is a halfway point, and then we have the sun and Mercury conjuncting, which is also a halfway point in, in a cycle. Um, and so the sun is our, our conscious awareness. It's the, in some ways it's the, the intellectual awareness, but it's also the part of us that, that animates psyche that, is our warmth and enthusiasm and our our life force energy that the sun is also very connected to like our creative way of being um who we are as a unique individual and and that part of us that that wants to be shared and to bring light and warmth into the world and the sun is also associated with uh, with physical vitality for that reason because when we feel um, when we feel like ourselves and we feel clear about who it is that we are and we have a, a sense of meaning in our lives, then we can then that translates often to a sense of physical vitality as well. And so there's that piece around like conscious awareness, vitality, et cetera. And then Mercury is the planet that's coming to into contact with the sun. Mercury is the mind, the thought process, communication. In this case, it's retrograde. And so when Mercury is retrograde, this is a symbol of our introspection. It is a symbol of giving our conscious awareness, our mind, um, taking our mind and throwing it back in time or to the things that we've just for a variety of different reasons, haven't had the time or the ability to give attention to. And so for this reason, Mercury is Mercury retrograde is often associated with, um, with revising, uh, cleaning things out, revisiting and, going back and looking at something that that we want to give more mental attention and care to that we want to think about more deeply and when we're we're also looking at this symbolically even further is that uh the sun is this bright star this bright light and so anytime a planet gets within about 15 degrees of the sun, that planet can no longer be seen with our visible eye in the sky. And so this means um, that especially at this moment, this week, that Mercury is as invisible to our eye as it's going to get, because it's, it's like right there with the sun. So there's no way that we're going to see that planet um, for, you know, maybe the next week or so, but, but definitely not this week. And so there's this um, kind of like the sun being the conscious awareness. There's sort of like a consciousness, but there's like an awareness around something, but there's also something in our analytical mind that is is not 
where there's a lack of awareness or where there's like not really seeing something. And I think of the sun conjunct Mercury as kind of like a, um, an initiation process where Mercury is going into contact with the sun. And then there's this, this connection that happens there. It's not simply that uh, Mercury is invisible. It's that Mercury is connecting with the sun, that there is a, a meeting and that there's this co-mingling of them together. And then as Mercury begins to move away from the sun, then we begin to over time receive the insight and awarenesses that may have been germinated at that time during this week when Mercury and the sun are together. Uh, so, you know, take that how it resonates. My my point in sharing that is that there may be um, ideas and insights and new awarenesses or even um, little seedlings of new things in your life that are beginning. And uh, to notice notice what you notice, especially notice uh, dreams or synchronicities or omens around this time, because this is the way that uh, that psyche communicates to us is through symbolic means. The other piece of this is that Sun and Mercury will also be making a trine to Jupiter uh, when, when this happens this week. And so I really like this for us because Jupiter is about expansion and growth, inclusion, social justice. Uh, it's about being open to new possibilities. Uh, now, of course, Jupiter can sometimes be a symbol of excess or like overinflation or biting off more than we can chew, like taking on too much or having um, Jupiter can also be a symbol of overconfidence and sort of being like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's good. Like, I don't have to worry about the details and sort of like uh, glossing over things. Um. I like this aspect for us this week because this is a trine, which is a, a harmonious and easily flowing aspect. A trine is when planets are in the same element. So in this case, we have the Sun and Mercury in Virgo, and we have Jupiter in Taurus. And so there's this connection here between our conscious awareness and our mind and Jupiter, which is expanding. And so there's this opportunity here to learn new things, to uh, look at things in a different perspective. Um, Jupiter is also about uh, culture and the study of culture and understanding that our, our way, our um, small world is just one part of the bigger world and that there are many different ways of um, being a human on this earth. Uh, and uh, also uh, Uranus is sort of in the ballpark here as well, because Jupiter and Uranus are still um, pretty close together in Taurus. And so there's like this kind of like, it's very interesting. There's, you know, the Mercury retrograde and we're still just moving out of Venus, Venus's retrograde ending last week. So there's kind of this like slowness sort of energy, but then Jupiter brings in a lot of um, hope, I think hope and vision for the future. Um, and so, yeah, the other piece of this is that Venus is also uh, 
direct. So that means Venus retrograde ended last week. And Venus is now moving very slowly uh, forward in Leo. And so uh, this means that Venus will be moving back over the territory which it has been retrograde over. So um, so we're going to possibly be revisiting or sort of like not even revisiting, but kind of like um, getting closure over or tying up loose ends around Venusian themes that came up from late July through early September when Venus was retrograde. We're kind of like being like, okay, like this is what happened there. And this is what maybe I want to do about it. Changes that I want to make um, around relationships, relationship dynamics, maybe your relationship to money, finances, creativity, uh, how you value your time, how you value yourself. These are all Venus themes. So I'm going to pull a couple of tarot cards for us. And um, if there's something in particular that's on your mind, you can hold that in your heart. And yeah, like really ask if, if like you, your higher self, your um, spiritual guidance team has a message for you. Okay. So, um, first card that I pulled is the seven of emotions. So this is also the seven of cups in the traditional systems. And the seven of cups is about having a lot of choices and it can be a time where we feel maybe overwhelmed by the choices, or it can be a time where, um, we have a lot of choices and we don't know how each of them are going to pan out or exactly what they mean. Um, a phrase that often comes to mind with this card is that all that glitters is not gold that sometimes the way that something looks on the surface can be an illusion or th there's maybe not, we, we don't always have all the facts and all the details. And I think this really speaks to the sun, Mercury, uh, where Mercury is not visible to the eye at this point. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of different options and there could be a sense of confusion um, it feels like maybe there's more of possibly a sense of contemplation about all of the options. And then the second card is the nine of voices or the nine of swords. Uh, nine of swords is about worry, anxiety. Uh, this card is about worry that's like keeping you up at night that, um, that it's like really it's taking a toll on you and it's it's affecting your your emotional health and your mental health and it's a symbol of things that are often more in your mind possibly than than external um so it could be something that that you're like really running through your mind and that um 
it could be something that is like really like a, a you know a survival or life threatening issue but it could also be something that um a situation that's for whatever reason has been triggering for you and so that then there's kind of like this um in uh depth psycho depth psycho depth psychology sometimes we call that getting wrapped up into a complex where it's kind of like you get like um grabbed by a certain emotion and it brings in a lot of worry so i'm going to go back to these because the third card is the page of inspiration uh this is also the page of wands and it's so interesting like even looking at um looking at the different colors in these cards the first two are sort of more muted tones and then um in comparison the page of wands the third card is very vibrant and lots of saturated colors lots of rainbow type of colors the page of wands uh, pages are always about communication a new message a new idea this can be via a person it can be an insight and awareness that you receive um, through your intuition or through a dream and I'm really drawn in this card to um, so there's two cats in this card reminiscent of the cat in the traditional Smithway deck and there's one cat that's kind of like at her um, solar plexus area here and then there's another cat that's like sitting up on the mountain and it has this little halo around its head and it's sort of gazing off into the distance and uh, cats are very instinctual cats are very like they sort of like stalk their prey and and then pounce on something there's this um this uh instinct and passion and sort of like knowing the right moment to do things that's what's coming to mind with the cat and so um it feels like there there's a bit of uncertainty about the the direction to move in here and i think that's understandable when we have a lot of options um studies have been done in fact on simple things like um like i'm thinking about a study that i read about where um when people were presented with a large amount of options um, for example, peanut butter at the store, like the, there's like, you know, 10 different kinds of peanut butter, people were less likely to buy one than if there were only three options. So there's, there's something in our psychology that gets kind of like overwhelmed by too many choices. And then we end up not making a choice because it feels like, I, I think another thing is, you know, there's pressure to pick the right thing that you know is going to be the right thing. And it's difficult sometimes to know that when we don't have all the information. So there's kind of like, um, there's an unclarity. There's a, there's kind of like a lot that you're sussing out here and there's, there's some anxiety about that. I would venture to say there's maybe even possibly a little bit of, um, self-judgment about that. Sometimes that can come up with the nine of swords and, um, and that there can be like losing sleep or losing a sense of like your vitality. But this card is saying that that there is an answer coming. There is information um, that that is that is available to you. And there's a lot of like um, there's a lot of vitality that can be freed up here 
when we figure out how to cope or deal or process the anxiety here. And that, that feels kind of like the biggest thing is working with anxiety this week. Um, I'm also thinking about the moon in Gemini, the, the third quarter moon in Gemini, because Gemini moon, there can be a tendency towards anxiety when the moon is in that sign, or if we have that uh, placement in our birth chart, because Gemini is an air sign and it's a mutable sign. So it's very quick. Uh, it's like very quick acting. And uh, there's a need to process through talking and communication. And so if we're not able to, to do that, to process, if we kind of feel like um, bogged down or flooded by emotion, then there can be an anxiety because it's like, we don't know what to do with it. And it's kind of swirling around. That can be what happens. Um, and, you know, at a more practical and mundane level, the the page of wands um, card, this figure looks like they're doing stretching or yoga poses in a very, um, in a very, like, what's the word? Restorative, like more restorative kind of yoga. So that may be something, if that resonates with you, uh, to do something that moves you into your body that may be helpful this week to to process those anxieties. All right. Uh, I hope you found this helpful. Uh, I do want to share with you that I am really excited about my workshop that I'm hosting this September 21st. It's called a workshop for healers, the psychopomp function. And it is specifically for folks who are doing helping and healing work. Uh, so folks who are counselors, therapists, astrologers, spiritual practitioners, teachers, or caregivers, essentially anyone that's in a helping and healing role, um, for folks that are doing that work to find a new way of being and a new way of conceptualizing the work that we do so that we can have loving boundaries and we can take care of ourselves while doing the work that we love without being in extreme burnout or financial lack. And so I'm really excited about this workshop because it's an extension of my thesis research on the psychopomp function. And so we'll be talking about uh, what is the psychopomp function. It's essentially um, this concept around accompanying folks through the process versus fixing them. Um, and how we can use that also from an astrological perspective. Uh, this workshop will be held live with me uh, via Zoom on Thursday, September 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific time, and it will also be recorded. Um, so you can um, join me live. I would absolutely love that, but I would also love for you to have the recording as well if you can't make it. And um, the, the early bird pricing ends September 15th. Uh, so even if you just want the recording, you can sign up now and receive that and have that available to you. Um, so yeah, thanks um, for listening and thanks for being here with me. I hope that you have a wonderful week and I'm sending you lots of love and I'll see you soon. Bye.